What a plan. What a plan. The only way that Jesus could, could die for us was by becoming one of us. So that he could take upon himself the full penalty. The full payment for our sins. For our disruption of our relationship with God. And to reconcile us back to him. It was the only way. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting men's sins against them. God took on flesh. And he revealed the fullness of God. The Word. The Word. So that who created us in the beginning is the same Word that now redeems us and puts us back together with God. The same Word. And the Word came in person of Jesus. The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. Emmanuel. God is with us. There's hope. There's hope. It's, it's good news. God is not distant. He is Jesus. He is Emmanuel. He is with us. In our pain, in our confusion, in our doubts, He is with us. He is not far off. He is with you and me to, to, to bring us a fullness of life. Look at John 10, 10. I have come in order that you might have life and life in all its fullness. You see, not just a life in heaven, but a fullness now. God loves you. And God wants you in his family. I love the way that God identifies himself through imperfect people all throughout the Bible. He says, I'm the, the God of Abraham. You ever read what all Abraham did? Well, that's not my wife. He says, I'm the God of Jacob. Noah. They thought Noah was a nut. He was building an ark when it had never rained. I'm the God of David. We don't even have to go there. I love the way that God identified himself with screwballs. Then it makes me know that I'm okay. Makes me happier because it's, you're okay. You're okay. God used them. He calls himself by our names. He says, I'm the God of Jim. I'm the God of, of, of Candy. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the God of James. I'm even the God of Luke. <laughs> he calls us by our names. Even when we screw up because we trust him. He will complete his work in you and me. He's still working on us. But what I know is God has never abandoned anybody who trusts him. Never. Most of us know the Christmas story. 
Just about everyone in here knows the, the Christmas story. But today, for a little while, just a little while, I want to focus on a, on a couple of passages found in Luke and, and, and Matthew. Well, in, in Luke, the angel of God appeared to, to shepherds. And I like that. He didn't appear to, to religious guys. He went to the blue collars, the, the, the truck drivers of the day, the, the, the workers. Luke 2.11 says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Underline the word Savior. And let's go to Matthew 121. Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will what? Save his people from their sins. Let's go ahead and write this down. Jesus means Jesus' name means Savior. Savior. Yeshua. Yahweh saves. As Pastor Santos so beautifully put it, Jesus is the only name that can save us. He's the only name can save us. His name. No other name is the name of salvation. No other name. Acts 4. What did I say? Acts 4.12 says this. There is salvation in no one else. Under all heaven there is no other name for men to call upon them to save them. Only the name of Jesus. That's why we call him Savior. Well, what does it mean to be saved? I asked this question so much as a young boy. What does it mean to be saved? What is he saving uh, us from how, how to and, and what way are, are we saved what I found out is I grew in Christ but to understand it we got to kind of go back to to uh, historical context of the whole thing and and what especially the uh, the shepherds their understanding of a savior and what I found out was 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 their understanding of being saved was much more than ours, much bigger th than, than, than ours. We, uh, we may have, have lost some of the richness and, and fullness of, of what salvation means. And, and, and he did save, our, save us from our sins. He did save us from judgment, and he did save us from hell. He did all of that, and he does all of that. Romans 5, 9 says, since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. And if he just did that, that could be more than we ever have hoped for. We, wouldn't, we will never be able to thank God enough. We are secure in Jesus Christ as our Savior. But salvation is more than just forgiveness. Salvation is more than just eternal life. Salvation is also the relief from the effect of sin and brokenness in life right now. Right now. What did the guys understand? From the Old Testament, it says to be saved was to be relieved from something that was confining and constricting. Salvation meant it gives you room to breathe. 
to breathe. Salvation meant to turn my scarcity into sufficiency. To bring freedom or relief to something that was oppressing us. That's what salvation was and distressing us. So, the, so in the days of Joseph and, and Mary and, and the shepherds, they were looking for that kind of Savior. That kind of Savior. What were those days like? You know, you know, how was their life being lived? I think what we need to, to, to look at here. And, and, and because I believe we can actually relate to it. Write these down right quick. Jesus came in the days of the first place is oppression. Oppression. The Romans had occupied and, and oppressed Israel for generations. There was no freedom. No freedom. The next one, write down despair. Jesus came in, in, in the days of despair. The days of glory for the, for the Jews were long behind them. Long behind them. All they had was memories. And every time a new generation come about, those memories were fading. You know, I'm sure some of them were just hopeless. Would God ever come again? They were in despair. The next one, I want you to write this. This is important. Silence. The Bible tells us that there had been no prophet in Israel for 400 years. 400 years. No new word of hope. No new word of mercy. No message. If God hasn't spoke in 400 years, I'm sitting there thinking these probably... Uh, these people probably think, if he hadn't spoken 400 years, what am I to think that he's listening? My prayers aren't working. If he isn't speaking, he's not hearing. And it was in those very days that God spoke to Joseph and Mary. After 400 years. And he spoke to the shepherds. It was in the days of oppression. It was in the days of despair. It was in the days of silence. That the word became flesh. And that God had sent a savior in those days. He sent a savior. Have you ever had one of those days? When you're oppressed and in despair. And the pressure's too much. And you just are hopeless. And you're ready to give up. And God hasn't spoke to you. You don't think he's even listening you ever had one of those days? You need a word from God. And you need a Savior. You need to know that hope is here. Until, until you, a Savior is born. Christ the Lord. Jesus has come to save you. And it's not just about forgiveness of sins, but also the effects of sin. How? Does Jesus save me? First, put this right here. Jesus gives me a fresh start with God. Jesus gives me a fresh start with God. He gives me forgiveness of my sins and assurance that I will spend eternity in heaven with him. I want you to know you're going to spend eternity somewhere. Why not with Jesus? Heaven or hell? One of those two places you will spend eternity with him. But with Jesus... He gives us the assurance that we're going to spend it with him. The question is, do you need a fresh start with God? If you do, unto you, 
a Savior is born. Christ the Lord. If you need a fresh start, unto you a Savior is born. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. A new life. He will let you start life all over again. Don't care where you're at. Don't care what you've done. You can start life all over again. So you woke up this morning. You have that ability through the name of Jesus Christ that today's a new day. I'm getting a new start today. I'm back driving on the speed limit today. <laughs> today's a new day. Today's a new day. Hebrews. Where am I at? Hebrews 8, 12. I didn't put it in there. But what this says is God don't remember the sins. God don't remember the sins, and therefore you don't have to either. Right. Woo! Look that up. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. If he don't remember the sins, why do you keep remembering them? Jesus came. He saves you for a fresh start. Amen? Second is this. Jesus gives me room to breathe. Jesus gives me room to breathe. Are you in a tight spot? Are you, are you stressed out? Are you anxious? I want to tell you something. Unto you a Savior is born. Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. He will relieve the pressure. He will make a way when there is no way. Matthew 11 says, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It says you give you room to breathe. Jesus turns my, the next one is this, Jesus turns my scarcity into sufficiency. Guys, if you're coming up short in the face of overwhelming challenges, or are you afraid that you don't have what it takes to, to, to bring on what's in front of you? Are your resources depleted? I want to tell you something. Unto you, a Savior is born, and He is Christ the Lord. Unto you, he will provide. Philippians 4.19 says, My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. A need for hope, a need for courage, a need for love, wisdom, patience, all physical and spiritual needs. He will meet the needs. The next one is this. Jesus gives me strength to overcome. When you're just running on fumes, you're too weak to go on. You don't have the strength to accomplish tasks. You don't have the strength to resist temptation, to endure. I want to tell you something. Until you, a Savior, is born, and He is Christ the Lord. Until you, He'll give you power when your strength is gone. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus is the Word. The next one, Jesus gives me freedom from distress. Jesus gives me freedom from distress. When it, when it seems like you can't catch a break, when it seems like you're ready to give up hope, I got a word for you. Unto you, a Savior is born. 
And it's Jesus Christ, the Lord. He'll bring freedom from your distress. Look what Paul says when he's ready to give up hope in 2 Corinthians. When we were, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us. And on him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Unto you, a Savior is born. Jesus Christ, the Lord. Write this down right here. The most important word of all is Jesus. The most important word of all is Jesus. I know that sounds like a Sunday school answer, but I'm telling you, it's amazing sometimes how Sunday school words get it right. Sunday school gets it right sometimes because Jesus is the Savior. He is Emmanuel. He is the Word made flesh. The Word made flesh. And in that Word we find forgiveness. In that Word we find hope. In that Word we find healing, restoration, assurance, fullness of life on earth. In Jesus we find a Savior. He's not going to just save you by the skin of your teeth. But the Word tells us exceedingly more than we could ever imagine. Abundance of grace and, and love and mercy in our lives. Does anybody here need that kind of salvation in their life today? Any takers? Then here I got a word for you. Unto you is born a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Romans 10, 13 says this. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. No other name. Well, what does that mean to call on the name of the Lord? It has two meanings, and they're, they're equal but opposite. Write this down right here. Summon. This is the first one. Summon. Summon his name. What that means is to call him into your life, into your world, into your situation, into your circumstances. Then write, send his name. Send it ahead of you. Into the situation that you're facing. You know, most everyone, we went to Alabama yesterday to see my mama's side of the family. They called me Sonny over there. But most everyone calls me either Jim or, or, or Sonny. But there are two people that call me Daddy. And it means friend. It means hugger, counselor, protector, fixer. It means, Daddy, what do I do? I've had a wreck, and it's 4.30 in the morning. It means, Daddy, somebody's knocking on the side of my house. Can you come see who it is? Protect me. Like a shield in front of you, shining in the dark. Jesus' name comes to save you from danger. Jesus, I'm calling you into my work. 
Papa, Abba, save me. Hebrews 7, 25 says, He is able to save completely those who come to God through Him. He says, come call on His name. Guys, I want to tell you, do you need a word of hope? Do you need a word of courage? Do you need a word of peace? Do you need a word of, of comfort? Do you need a word of forgiveness? The word that you're looking for is Jesus. And if you're looking for that, I want to tell you, unto you is born a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. I want to ask you, is Jesus dwelling in your life? Does he live in your heart? Have you ever invited Jesus to dwell in your life? One more word, and I'll pray. Unto you, a Savior is born. He is Jesus Christ, the Lord. Let's pray. My Lord, my Savior, how many times have we called your name into our situations? And you go ahead of us as a shield, it seems like, to face off the danger. How many times have we called your name? We call it again today. Lord, I got a bunch of folks here hurting. Some just lost a mama this week, and some just lost a wife. They're in distress. I got folks here that just seem like they can't catch a break. I pray that they don't give up hope. I pray that they call on your name. Because it's a powerful name. The name of Jesus. And there's some folks here that never called on your name before. And I pray that they would today as we sing to you and begin that journey of a full and abundant life. So much to offer in your name. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.